Hi everyone, welcome back to the Sports Stack Weekly Analysis podcast. As promised, we are returning for a reaction pod to Sports Stack's announcement. Uh, they are launching Sports Stack Career Market, so naturally, because of the way the platform looks, a lot of people are going to draw comparisons between Football Index and Sports Stack Career Markets. And we want to, you know, it's, it's probably good for us to address that comparison, kind of see what the two two companies are doing differently. Uh, Jay and I have been Football Index users for, for more than a couple of years, each of us. So, um, I mean, first things first, Jay, how are you feeling about the announcement now you've had a bit of time to digest it? Um, I think I'm still pretty much where I was uh, when we recorded with Nick. Um, I, I kind of just want the app. Um, obviously, we're, we are still recording this before it before it goes live. So it's sort of the next uh, couple of days or so is just going to be really, really, really slow, especially without any Champions League football to keep us occupied in the meantime. Um, so, yeah, I, I kind of just want to get on, on the app um, and really, really get going because I obviously you and I have both been on Football Index um, and we've I suppose yes made money off it um, but obviously they they're struggling with uh, quite a few issues at the moment but I think just as a at first glance and obviously what we heard from Nick and whatnot I kind of feel like this is going to be a bit more of a game changer because this because it, it doesn't matter if you know if I if I'm buying a player on the careers market and they only get sixty p uh, or sixty points as a payout. Sorry, I will still earn dividends even if somebody else in that same position gets eighty points. Like I will still get dividends regardless I'm, I'm not just looking for the the best of the best so the the full-on premium players um in each team or, or sort of that's playing on each day as you obviously would know from pb i suppose on football index um so yeah i'm quite looking forward to it i i feel like i need to now create a spreadsheet of the kind of players that i want and the price that i'd possibly be willing to pay for them <laughs> yeah so i mean you well you raise an interesting point there obviously People naturally, I, I, you know, Nick probably doesn't want to get into comparing sports stacks to football index. That's that's not. I don't. I don't think that's in his nature from from the conversations we've had we've had with him. But people will um, maybe having listened to the first podcast. Obviously, they've seen the announcements. They will naturally want to compare sports stack career markets to football index. So mm-hmm. the the question is why you know why is it different? How is it different? You've touched on probably the most important thing there is is the way the dividends are paid out or the the way they're won i suppose um yeah people on on football index are used to only getting dividends if their player is a top performing player and obviously these are quite substantial payouts now football index have been increasing their their dividend payments um year upon year for for well for several years now uh sports stack is a, a slightly different thing and it kind of works in a more similar way to the tiered PB concept that people have talked about on Football Index, where you get payout for say the top two or three positions um, on a, on a match day, but it's awesome that on on the career market you're just if your player plays well, you will earn dividends irrespective of what anyone else does. You know you don't need to be worried about being pipped to the post in the late kickoff in in the French league, for example. 
Um, it's just if you own Bruno and he, you know, that I mean, that performance at the weekend would have been a moneymaker for, for everyone with his two goals and his assist. Um, and you don't need to, yeah, you don't need to care about if, I don't know, Neymar's playing in the evening or if um, if Bayern are playing and Joshua Kimmich's going to turn up with like a 250 PB score or whatever he's doing. Well, yeah, obviously speaking of that particular incident, I suppose, uh, if we're looking at the weekend, um, I'm 99% sure Bruno got beat by like one point, um, on at least at least for the midfielder award. So oh, was it Eze? You know, it was he, Eze, wasn't it? Was it? Uh, I think it actually was. Yeah, we, we 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 can cut this bit out now <laughs> that it's a Palace player who's won it. Nobody cares anymore. Uh, <laughs> oh, we've we've not been in the running for any of that crap for a long time. Um, <laughs> sorry, no, not to call it crap. Obviously, the the idea here is to is to put forward a a. a an objective discussion on the differences between the two, but obviously the way sports stack are doing things and introducing kind of new concepts, we need to discuss those. So one of the things um, that, that I think Nick alluded to in the in the main podcast was the fact that with every player winning dividends, if they play well, every player holds some intrinsic value, which is a, a term that's been adopted um, from financial markets by um, some of these sort of player betting markets, right? Yes, I think having having that there and, you know, you, you know it's for the career, not just for sort of the next couple of years. And to me, that, that just makes it a lot easier to, you know, potentially do some calculations and put a value on X player. You know, it's I feel that it will be a lot easier to slap a value on a player knowing that you're not going to have them for just a couple of years but you could potentially hold them for the rest of their career if you if you so choose yeah i mean it's 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 almost a little mind-blowing to me having i mean i I joined football index just over two years ago i say just over two years ago nearly two and a half years ago now and in that time i've certainly not held any players since since the day i started so on there you've got the you've got the three year hold thing, which is another one of these differences. Um, you've got the three year hold thing, and, and I don't think that has really um, I don't think it's really turned into much because they talked about extending to a four year hold for for some of the first adopters of the platform, and that maybe makes it seem a little arbitrary. The whole the whole idea of limiting it to a three year hold, I don't know, but I I certainly haven't held anyone for that long, and so to think that I could hold i don't know maybe a player like phil Foden for 10 or 11 years or however i mean he you know he could decide to play until he's like 37 he might still be winning dividends for man city when he's 37 in like 16 years time and, and it's mad to think that i could be holding him um where are we now we're in 2020 yeah. so yeah i could be holding him in 2036 and he could still be still be winning dividends um so that that is a lot of that's a lot of fun you know it is different from the match, match day exchange because Football, as we've talked about before, is you know it's so random. You do have the odd day where a really good player plays badly, but it's easier to bet on a good player over the course of their career, which is you know going to be hundreds of matches, as opposed to just the the one game on the match day. So you've got that separation from the max match day there, and then you've you've got the fact that it's different for football index index just because if your player plays well. They will be, you, you know, you'll be rewarded appropriately, and it's not maybe down to down to a bit of luck. Um, you don't have, say, the, the game-winning goal aspect in the in the sports stack scoring table, 
Um, so that removes the mm-hmm. randomness, and it is it is just down to you know what does what does your player do on the pitch, um, and that I think is uh, is is quite a good thing. Um, the market functionality is something that that Nick certainly wanted to um, certainly wanted to point out. Obviously, he's from a markets background, so I think it's massive for him having the liquidity and having this open environment where you've got order books and you don't have any restrictions on what you can bid or what you can offer at it's it's always you know i mean to say it's free for all might make it sound more chaotic and and, and worse than it really is but it, it's actually a free environment as you know the way markets are intended to operate nail on the head um obviously it's it's how they should operate it's how they do operate in in full financial markets um you know whether that's shares fx even cryptocurrency is a is a free market yeah so when you have got people freely able to react to whatever's going on in the real world you get you get these natural movements and some of them do seem quite it sort of uh accentuated i suppose but when you when you tie that into the football market at least in respect hopefully in respect of the sports stack career markets it will just allow for natural organic movements and you know in the early days, you might see a bit of volatility as people are starting to find their feet with the platform, work out what does and doesn't work. But that makes it scalable in the future because obviously Football Index at the moment is having having issues with how it's managed. It's, it's moved from its kind of um, algorithm-dictated market into the world of order books. So, you know, they're trying to make that transition, but so far it's it's not gone particularly well. But we just know that Sportstack, as it grows, isn't going to have to withstand those teething issues at any point. Well, yeah, it's it's not going to have that transition issue because obviously from day one it's it's providing you with the the actual sort of market platform rather than I suppose what Football Index was, and you know you can't knock really what Football Index was because a lot of people made a lot of money on that old system, um, and obviously the transition to the new system, and I suppose what should have possibly been the system from day one i suppose obviously makes things a bit more difficult yeah so i mean i suppose the reason why uh it it probably they probably decided it couldn't be the order book system from day one is the the next point which is liquidity and liquidity at the moment on on fi has has, has dried up a little um you know people have i suppose that there is there is a little bit of fear or quite a lot of fear around the product at the moment and that's not to say things can't turn around uh but the liquidity on the platform is, is is pretty dry and there isn't actually that much of an opportunity to trade on football. Um, games are ongoing, you know, players are putting in like banging performances and you still can't really trade much. And I mean, I for one haven't really wanted to for a little while. Sportstack, as Nick mentioned, has a, has a strong relationship with one of the world's largest um, liquidity providers is sports betting. So... They're there to, to kind of take the market once it hits a certain threshold. Up till then, traders or, or users will be trading against each other and also against Sportstack. So Sportstack themselves will be engaging in the market and trading just as you know anyone else would to try to try and make money. They'll be buying and selling players. They I guess essentially almost have their own portfolio, um, and, mm-hmm. and they're there. They they're going to be there to to try and make money, and they'll be providing liquidity to the market as it grows and at some point 
these liquidity providers will step in and, and help kind of elevate the platform to, to the next level. Yeah, I think, you know, the fact the fact that Sportstack have got that relationship and obviously, you know, that's a relationship that Nick was quite keen on highlighting um in in the podcast of, you know, they've got that relationship in place and you know at, at any I suppose given point they could just plug into the careers market. Um and, you know, provide provide a whole lot more liquidity and, you know, that in effect could potentially allow for some uh, how do I put it so, some big name sort of traders or you know maybe maybe not big name traders but sort of traders with bigger wallets <laughs> I suppose yeah um, and bigger bank accounts in you know for them to be able to to trade and you know make more money but that will also you know impact what the rest of us are doing let's talk about the the match breakdowns the how transparent the data is on on sports stack so obviously everyone knows with football index you don't see breakdowns of a player's score in play you know there are a few savvy users out there who have kind of made a thing of breaking down pb scores after a game with uh with sports stack we're used to seeing the data there in real time on the match day exchange and that's going to be the same thing again on the career markets and that does raise the issue of you know you, you have some actions that are added and taken away after the fact because opt have to go through and check all this stuff in real time um i think nick kind of made it very clear that they do have a very very tough job i don't think it takes takes a bunch of brain to work that out to be fair but when your money's on the line sometimes it's difficult to deal with Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like I've I've been there. Um, I've been there many many a times, and obviously it's. I suppose if you're if if you're on the match day exchange and you're, I don't know, long, twenty shares in somebody, and you see them get a CBI, and you think, where's like, oh, it's it's not the end of the world. It's only twenty shares, two p. That's um sorry two points so that's 40p yeah when you're long 300 shares and they don't get a cbi that's six quid <laughs> yeah so i mean i mean those those things can add up but it's it's important to remember that in the the grand scheme of things grand over the course scheme. of you know if you're trading every weekend for a year these things will kind of sort themselves out yes and you know at the same time there's as frustrating as it is and you know i will definitely hold my hands up and say look i i can get very frustrated with opto at times in all honesty without opto even providing this service um you know i wouldn't have the winnings that i have from sports deck already like in all fairness i wouldn't well, I probably would still have my iPhone 12, but it wouldn't be paid for. And I certainly probably wouldn't have my PS5, you know, on pre-order that is technically already paid for as well, um, both by Sportstack's profit. So, you know, as much as I can get frustrated about them not putting in a CBI or, or something like that, they have got a very difficult job. And without them, you know, we we A, we wouldn't probably have Football Index to start with, and we wouldn't well we definitely wouldn't have sports stack either would we so there's no. there's only so much abuse that we can really vent i suppose 
yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's important to realise that that they're not going to get everything right, and they're not going to get everything right at the right time. I mean, we've certainly noticed they do go back and correct a lot of errors. So yes, they they will they will start to get to get those things right, and hopefully it's you know it's not going to cost anyone any significant amount of money in a in a particular instance. Do you prefer the approach of having the transparency and being able to, being able to see the the actions as they rack up, or were you ever one to sit on Football Index and watch the PB scores as the game's going on? No, I don't think I've ever sat there and watched the PB scores. Um, I think there might have been one occasion. I can't remember the game, and I don't even think it was my player that I was watching. I've got a funny feeling that I might have been long. Sorry, I might have had, I might have been holding Tony Cruz at one point. Well, I was, but I'm sure this is when it happened. And I think he posted like a really solid score in the Champions League. And he'd come off with about 10, 15 minutes to go. But Liverpool were playing that same night, and Naby Keita played the full 90 minutes, first time ever at that point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and like I just remember screaming at the TV because Liverpool were just passing it around so obviously Naby Keita's just picking up pass after pass after pass on Football Index and I'm just screaming at my TV because like, I'm watching Naby Keita just get closer 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 and then he overtakes Cruz um, I think that might be the only time that I've watched the PB scores and like constantly refreshing that page Whereas obviously on Sportsdack it's completely different because I'm in play trading on that player, so yes, I will always have it open. Obviously, I love the fact that you know I can constantly see what each player is doing um, rather than just yeah. seeing a score and thinking, okay, like this is what they're on at the moment, but I'm not actually a hundred percent sure what that's been made up of. I think sometimes I've you know in the past logged on um, to Football Indexed. To check, you know, whether my Neymar or my Kimmich was gonna win me dividends that day. Um, you know, sometimes seeing Neymar with say a hundred points and just thinking, great, he's in one of his moods where he just can't be asked, but not actually knowing what he's done on that pitch. Yeah, I think that's what has you know in the past frustrated me, and the fact that you know I can go on Sportsdeck and I can see exactly what he's done, exactly what he's been awarded um you know how many times he's got tackled i can see all of that that transparency for me is quite big just out of interest how do you see the addition of the career markets affecting your match day trading are you going to ease off on the match day stuff for for a bit while you get used to the career markets or what do you, what do you think you're going to do <laughs> i still I still see the match day market as quite possibly the biggest potential returns just because of obviously you know if if you get it right you can get it right quite big with the match day market yeah um like the way I would see it is if I had bought say like I'll just I'll use Bruno as an example because he's just the first player that always comes into my head when we talk about players that are going to win dividends um, in the careers <laughs> market. Say so I bought three hundred Bruno and he, you know, got a payout of I don't know seventy p. Um, I think that's going to be what four p in dividends. I think it's four. Yeah, I think you're right. Which is great, fantastic. 
Um, obviously, that's that one game. If I bought 300 shares in Bruno Fernandes on the exchange, I'd probably be paying somewhere in the region of mid-50s for him. He gets a 70p payout. I'm earning 14 pence per share. So yeah. so the return is obviously still a lot bigger on the match day. Um, but again, you are looking at that on a single game experience, whereas your obviously careers is a much more longer term investment. I think one of the things that I will quite like about it is the fact that we're trading trading on the match day does does carry a little bit of stress at times. Because obviously so you're much yeah, you sit you sit <laughs> on edge just hoping I mean I had I had a Vardy short at the weekend and I just sat there hoping he wasn't gonna get a penalty and <laughs> end up getting two and I was quite lucky that he missed one of them. But you know, you, you sit you sit there on edge and obviously the career markets take some of that stress away. So I will be quite glad probably to I'll, I'll still participate in the match day markets for sure, uh, but I think as the career markets are kind of getting started, I'll be watching what's going on there and trying to get to grips with, with if there's, you know, there might be kind of shorter term swings on there that you can trade. So I'll I'll be keeping an eye on those. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like, yeah, I if if I'm being honest, obviously a the a large chunk of my money will be on the career markets, and you know I'll still probably do my match day experience on maybe less games than I currently am yeah um because in I suppose in my head I will be making money from a more long-term perspective so I won't need to then necessarily try and make as much money day to day um on the match day market yeah exactly that's just me you know you could easily do both and make an absolute fortune on both if you've got the time yeah precisely on to uh one of the things we like to talk about most Jay that is data the data suite that will come with with sports that career markets. I'm not sure if Nick actually mentioned this on the main podcast. So, the data suite on the career markets is going to be three years worth of, I believe, dividend and performance data. So you're going to see the scores that players generate during games and the the dividends they earn off the back of those scores. And that's obviously just going to be there in the app for anyone who is on the app to use, um, which is fantastic. Obviously. Football Index, they've they've started to roll out some some data products that are still kind of quite young. Uh, the I mean the the passion in the community for Football Index is absolutely fantastic, and that's led to products, um, various data products are out there. Um, some really clever stuff that guys are doing, fully like web apps integrated into Slack and all sorts. And those those platforms are absolutely awesome. But you know they're they're additional to the platform. So Sportstack will have stuff in app. So do you, do you see yourself? using that that data quite heavily yeah 100 percent. because i mean you know if it's it's a free resource um in in effect so why you know why wouldn't you use it yeah i I genuinely think if football index went down that route from day one and they sort of had even if they maybe had like the historic pb scores of a player um or you know the i don't know say the the monthly average m uh, media buzz poll on a player like that that could help users make more informed decisions maybe um and obviously the the fact that sports are going to be giving you all of that data and it's it's probably key to mention that it's what you will get from day one is three years but in four years time you will have seven years worth of data so all of the data for that player will be there starting from I suppose um, two two seasons ago, 
because two seasons plus this year, isn't it? So yeah, so it's it's not a rolling three years of data. When they say three years, that is three years on day one. So they're gonna have data going back a couple of years, and every every new game will be additive. You know, nothing's gonna drop off at the back end. So in ten years' time, yeah, we're gonna have like thirteen years of data to look at, and that that kind of that whole platform. I mean, you know, the app could look totally different in in ten years' time. Who knows? Um, but that is all going to be additive. It's going to kind of, um, it's going, to, it's going to, it's essentially it's going to benefit the user, and that's the thing. I think you know there are a lot of people I spoke to about football index who said you know you can't get by without this platform or that platform to to kind of pull your data from to to get a read on players. So it's it's a really I think it's a really important thing, and it's great that it's in there. Um, and and hopefully we'll be we'll be doing some pretty cool stuff with some of that data when we can get our hands on it. So the length of hold we have. <laughs> mentioned very briefly um the three-year hold on football index as we said is it seems a little little bit arbitrary since they've kind of moved the 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 finishing line the expiry on those shares um has been moved around a little bit depending on when you got on the platform and stuff like that essentially i mean for me i just see it as one less thing to have to worry about with the length of hold you know it's not really the forefront of my mind because i know i've not held anyone for that long but it's not something i will ever have to worry about on, on sports stack for me i don't think I, that's the way i see this yeah i mean i i'd be lying if i said that i owned anyone for maybe more than 12 months at a time on football index i think the my longest hold would probably have been messy which was a day one purchase to maybe um the the well yeah until the share split really um yeah. last year so I, th- I think that was what maybe a nine month hold um, and that, that was the longest one for me I don't, off the top of my head I don't think I've held anyone for longer than that in sort of one period of time um, and you know I, I may do something very similar on the careers market the final thing really that we, we should touch on is push notifications. So this is a, a fun little thing that Sportstack have been able to incorporate. Football Index has implemented push notifications. Um, so every now and again, I get a notification that a player has, has sold or something like that. Those seem to be a little bit intermittent. I know there were plans for notifications when your player scores a goal, assists, you, you know, you win you win some in-play dividends, stuff like that. Um, those haven't, that, that hasn't kind of materialised as of yet. But there will be push notifications on Sports Stack when you have um, an order matched on the order book, or when you win dividends. So that that's pretty cool. That's going to be you know like kind of the thing on the pulse stuff. And as we've mentioned already, you'll be getting those dividends within minutes, for the most part, within a minute or two of full time. So it's going to be very fast paced. It's so trivial, isn't it, to to get a notification to say yeah, you know, congratulations. Phil Foden got a uh, hundred hundred point payout, so here's your um, massive sixteen pence per share dividend. Yeah. Um, it's it's so trivial to have that, but I think it makes quite a big difference. I mean, I I remember when the uh, notifications on Football Index were working, and I I think I was it actually it might have been not long after the share split where I was market selling Messi. But the, the, the notifications were actually working at that point and I remember sort of seeing like you sold one messy, you sold ten messy, like left my phone for ten minutes and had like fifty notifications. I was like, okay, he must have fully sold now, like surely. Um which he had and it was great and obviously that worked and then sort of 
they just stopped working and what I ended up finding myself doing was constantly having to go back into the app to check you know has my player sold yet has you know am I at the front of the queue yet which is obviously always the question or it used to be anyway um because you just you never knew where you were in that queue until that first one was sold yeah I actually forgot that was a thing what the notifications coming through (laughs) Uh, no, not the notifications. The the sell queue. I forgot that was a thing. Yeah. Um, but the no- yeah, I mean the notifications as well. You know, you, you go through like a a, a week long spell where the notifications were working, mm-hmm. and then they just bug it off for a bit. That was kind of how it went. But obviously, with with this this promise, um, sports stacker kind of throwing down the gauntlet. Hopefully, hopefully this this all works well, and it's not just that notifications are, are really difficult to program or something like that. You know. They've, they've managed to deliver on pretty much everything so far. Well, um, I mean, if, so, if they don't work, then, you know, if, if you're on Slack, you can pretty much whinge in the feedback channel and they they will tend to get fixed quite quickly. Let's face it, we've we've seen that. Or I know I have a couple of times where I think there was a, a slight glitch with the sort of super stack um, part of the match day app, where if you had a winner, like I can't say that I've, seen this screen very often because I very rarely have a super stack winner um, I think Sportstack Mark or uh, Sportstack BC were the, were the two main culprits of seeing this um, at least sort of the ones who spoke about it but, but basically all of your losing bets if you had a winner they all sort of changed to show a winner um, which was obviously wrong because they weren't all winners um, but that that basically as soon as it was raised it basically got fixed quite quickly um, and when I say quickly I mean within about a couple of hours I think right so I mean the kind of the bottom line here is that sports stack are bringing a lot to the table but we're I mean we're backing them to, to kind of you know deliver on it yeah I know, I know the the podcast has probably sounded like we've given Football Index a bit of a bit of a battering. Now is is really not a good time for that platform. And you know, I mean, I've, I've still got money invested in there. I'm not I'm not here to, to shit talk the platform. But it is really interesting the approach that Sportstack have gone in kind of producing for me the the first direct competitor that we've seen for for Football Index in in player betting. Yeah, it's definitely the most direct competitor like by by a country mile um you know the other platforms that are out there so footstock and so rare um i i don't see them as direct direct competitors because obviously they're both based on um essentially cards and uh, obviously footstock your cards don't win you dividends you enter them into tournaments and they win you prizes that way which is great that's a that's a whole different sort of market I suppose um, a whole different range um, and obviously so rare is I think the concept of so rare is a lot better and they seem to have a, a huge reach and you know an incredible amount of partnerships um, but for me it's it's powered by cryptocurrency which I point blank refuse to touch ever again because uh, that caused way way <laughs> too many sleepless nights um to yeah to 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 make money on that the the only way to make money on that was to trade at ridiculous hours <laughs> at one stage yeah um whereas 
obviously the the now direct competition is the career markets to football index because the the base product is the same you own shares in a player your players your player wins you dividends that is the direct direct competition there's you know there's there's no other platform out there to to offer you that exact direct competition there's always a slight difference what is the biggest thing from you that the sports stack are saying here that's perhaps different to what fi are doing is it the dividend payouts and the fact that you know everyone could win on the same day uh yeah if if we're talking the like absolute single biggest thing if i had to choose then it would purely be the fact that um yeah i i could own i don't want to say bruno again because i just constantly keep saying him i could own harry kane for example um he could score a hat trick and you know he could get a, a 90p payout and that's great i'll win my dividends off that um but maybe maybe if that was on football index you know harry kane gets a hat trick let's say he gets a score of i don't know 320 330 um as a pb score but then shock horror robert Lewandowski gets four goals in a game because that's exactly what he does beats beats me and i get no yeah. dividends off harry kane at all yeah that's fair enough and i think broadly speaking it should just lead to um a nice a healthy market where you know where every every player has some value and it's not it's not the case that you've got a huge amount of money kind of collecting in the top players on the website before we wrap up um we've got a new look website so if you haven't already been there check it out it's www.alphastack.co.uk on there we have a guides page and we have guides for the match day exchange for the career markets for super stack and we've we've still got our, our trading sheet on there that was that was on the old website um so go and go and check that stuff out within the career markets guide we have a piece on player valuations and how to think about what a player is worth um but you know there'll be there'll be short-term swings and things that, that affect a player's price price being separate to to, to value so that's kind of a starting point for thinking about what a player what a player's worth but you know there are a lot of things you have to lay on top and we're all going to kind of learn at the same time how how these things are going to come together to determine a player's price from one week to the next or one month to the next mm-hmm. or one year to the next etc etc do we have anything we want to wrap up with Jay I suppose actually since we're doing this podcast we should mention the the Alpha Stack Sports Stack Championships <laughs> oh yeah um yeah <laughs> we, we actually we actually hadn't written this into the pod notes to be fair no. um but I, I just i remembered earlier i thought like it's worth mentioning that isn't it, it is um, absolutely worth mentioning that we we are the kings of sports stack um basically for you know the, the people that entered um obviously we're happy to sort of i suppose put their put their words to use that you know unsolicited claims of kingship or sort of yeah i suppose kingship um on the platform and you know everybody everybody went head to head there was a random draw and and whatnot um and basically we came out as as kings uh largely down to tyrone mings having a fantastic last 10 minutes of the game because for 80 minutes I was thinking we have lost this because Tyrone Mings has done absolutely sod all 
against Arsenal. <laughs> yeah, blinding, blinding last ten minutes. So a run through of the final. Uh, it was us versus uh, FF Ninja on Twitter. So we had the Vardy short, we which earned us some points, but obviously three points less than Ninja. Um, we had a Son long, which was a minus one, and then a Mings long, which was a plus one. Um, Ninja had the Vardy yeah. short, which was plus ten. He had the Salah short, which despite scoring a goal, was a plus seven for him but the killer was Timo Werner who despite only scoring one goal paid out 65p and in the end it came down to that the, the Arsenal Villa game we had backed uh, Tyrone Mings and probably actually expected him to concede but have a lot to do and instead he had very little <laughs> to do and didn't concede yeah. uh, and, to, and it was only in the last 10 minutes he made up I think 7 or 8p so we were sitting there watching frantically um, and we've we've come away with a victory. I don't know. I feel a little bit like Arsenal winning the Emirates Cup, like Alpha Stack winning the Alpha Stack Championship. Yeah, there were there were some bold claims from the typical guys like Ben, who said, "Oh, like they've won their own competition." And really, all I will say to that is exactly what I tweeted, and that's basically Ben. That nobody forced you to get a minus forty eight in week one, did they? You had your chance. <laughs> I think it's difficult. I think it's difficult to argue that the competition has been rigged with performances like that. Um, yeah. So just anyone, anyone who trades matchday markets and is listening to this, uh, we are better than you. Uh, this is so going to come back and bite us, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, it absolutely is. Um, well, I'm just there. I'm just trying to rile people up because we're probably going to run another one of these in January. Yes. And get involved everyone get involved we had eight entrants this time including ourselves we want to make that 16 32 64 however many people want to jump on board we will run the tournament and you know get everyone playing and hopefully we can win a second time round. but i'm not banking on it you know it's, it's a tough game making these picks it's, it's, yeah making the picks pre-match is it's horrible um it's 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 far far harder than doing it in play so yeah i mean all, all I would really say with the competition is if you if you manage to get sort of anywhere close to break even, I think you've probably done okay. Like, um, I suppose who are we looking at? Sports that Luke, um, in the very first round, lots lost to BC. BC got a plus forty one, and Luke got a plus fifteen. Like just because Luke lost doesn't make him a bad trader there um, the only person that was really a bad trader I suppose yeah. was Ben because he got minus 48 <laughs> right we, we're gonna we're gonna have to call it there because Ben Ben's gonna get angry with us if we keep going on, going on like this uh, thank you everyone for tuning in hopefully um, you're gonna you're gonna love the sports at career markets as much as we're expecting to I hope you enjoyed this podcast the podcast with Nick we will catch up with you probably once the international breaks about halfway through because you know we'll do a, a pod previewing next week's stuff. Maybe we can catch up, Jay, on where we where we stand with the career markets after a few days of getting to grips with it. Yeah, hundred percent. Sweet. Thank you everyone for tuning in, and we will catch you next time. Take care.